Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. In that corner over there is Jennifer Mertland. Yeah! <laughs> Team Mertland. And in this corner, the current <laughs> ranking champ of the United States. Oh, wow. What's up, Jay Mert? No matter what you say today, I'm going to say the opposite. Okay, you're just, (laughs) just to be difficult, or in the spirit of the podcast, I suppose, you're going to the other side. Something like that. Good, I like it. Probably more the former rather than the latter. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Should realtors, residential real estate agents, realtors, also do property management? Does it make sense for our people to create another stream of income that is property management? All right, you got to go first because I'm going to do the opposite. Okay. Mine's going to be real quick. No. <laughs> Shit. I agree with you. <laughs> no. Hey, hold on. Let me change. Hell no. Come on. <laughs> Talk Come to on. me. Well, let, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Should. I mean, I do. I did. Hmm. I sold that company, but like I did it. And I know Why'd other. Sell it? That shit sucks. That doesn't mean, but I also don't work with buyers. I refer a lot of business. Like the way that I do things isn't, I mean, that's not good for everybody. Right. But like, should they also tell me why you're saying no? I'm saying no, because, okay. My experience and what I have seen from that business, I have never been in that business is that first of all, it is an entirely different business. Different skill set, different everything. That is not something that hooks nicely onto your chain, if you will, that is real estate and makes a lot of sense. I think it depends on your customers, though. I just think your plan. Do it right. You're doing it at a really high level, right? Um, Generally speaking, like the successful property management companies are doing it, doing a lot, right? You have to do more more you have to do hundreds to make it profitable but if you are let's say you're an agent that does like 10 or 12 houses or something like that or you're an agent that generally like helps investors and i think it could be a good source of recurring income if you don't want to do it on a big huge basis you could do a very specific like one or two clients that have like five or 10 houses. I just don't think that's going to be the highest, best use of your time. Well, is that what we're talking about? Also working on your business plan and doing your business cards aren't the highest and best use of your time. Yet all 
every agent spends their time doing that instead of lead generating. Correct. Correct. But if you are an agent that wants to make 200 grand a year, you are a $100 an hour employee, right? That's the equivalent. If you work 40 hours a week, you want to make 200, you're a hundred dollars an hour. Every hour of your 40 hours, you need to be earning a hundred dollars an hour. If you are doing some parts of property management, you are not, you're you're a $20 an hour employee, right? If you're doing some of the back end stuff. I think that you're making a lot of assumptions to draw your conclusion. Okay, well, tell me, are my assumptions wrong? No, No, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying like, the question is, should residential agents do property management? I can see why I can see why you're saying it's a flat out no, because you're saying it's a no, because if we're assuming that the residential agent wants to make the most amount of money, it is a lower dollar producing activity than generating leads or, as you say, loving on your people. Unless you're doing it at a really high level, which then would uh, prohibit you, I believe, from building a real estate. Well, that's also a business. And if you're not running your real estate residential business like a business, the chances of you running this property management like a business are pretty low. Another reason not to do it. I mean, you just keep making the case for me. No, I'm saying if you're... (laughs) You know I'm right. You know I'm right. I think that for most real estate agents, from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense. I agree. Do you like businesses that are thankless and hard and uh, like but uh, Liz I also think that real estate agents should also own property different question it is a different question but I'm saying I manage mine if I had an investor that I worked with that was we had a similar management like a similar style in the types of homes, it was a similar location. I already self-managed mine. I could I could see a case for taking it on. Let me ask you this question. When you were doing property management, were you also selling houses? Yes. Okay. So you would sell a house to an investor, sell a, a four family or whatever. Maybe it was just a single. No, family. it was weird. We didn't No, it wasn't like that, but I see where you go. Go ahead. Okay. And then you're like, Hey, by the way, I can also do the property management. Like today we do windows. Like, no, it wasn't like that. They were like totally really different clientele. Like these people, the people that I managed property for already owned their property. Most of them, sometimes it would be, we would help them, but, and it would, we would help them because I was already a property manager for them. Right. It wasn't, it didn't feed my property management business. It was more the other way around, I guess. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll help the investors and then I'll also serve them as a property management. I just think that's a recipe for disaster. You're going to lose them as a client if that property management piece doesn't go as planned. I'm feeling, let's dive into that. Shall we take a break? Uh, Yes, please. All right. Let us hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we return, we're going to dive deep into what the hell Monica is saying. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. 
How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my Cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system. From the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift, all right? Do it, make the call, see ya. Hi guys, Monica Weekly here. You know how you're supposed to post about real estate every single day on Facebook? Yes, yes you do. And the reason is if we don't remind our Facebook friends what we do for a living and how we help people, they will forget about it. We know it's our job to inform, educate, and demonstrate what we do for a living. Well, I'm coaching agents all around the country and they understand that, but they're not doing it. And I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Probably just like you. And they said, Monica, we don't know what to post. Can we just borrow your stuff? Because I love creating Facebook posts. And these can often be used over on Instagram as well. So I said yes, and people were borrowing my stuff. So I created finally a product that you can sign up for for free. It is free, guys. There is no reason for you not to sign up for this. It's ghostposter.com. G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R. No E in there. Just T-R. Dot com. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a Facebook posting idea to your email every single day. So not only do you have this great idea, but you've been reminded, oh yeah, I need to post. And that's Monday through Friday. And if you don't love the post or you think, gosh, I'd like something else, well, you're also going to get access to a library of over 600 different posts for you to choose from by category. You're going to love it. Go sign up, ghostposter.com. Don't waste a minute. And then be sure to join the private Facebook group. All right, I'll see you in there. Welcome back to the ridiculous battle inside of the ridiculous ring about a ridiculous subject, which is should real estate agents who sell houses also have a property management company? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you're a real estate agent that already has like a job, but but it's not inside of real estate, does it make sense then for you to, instead of having that job that's not in real estate, having a job as a property manager? So if you could match your salary as a property management manager, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sure. That tells me that you're not really interested in growing your real estate business. And you're right, I'm making that assumption. Hey, I'm a real estate agent. And I need some more money. So I think I'll property manage. Well, that's why a lot of real estate, I believe that's why a lot of real estate agents get into property management because they believe that it's a recurring revenue. But like everything, there's always more that there's, it's always different in reality versus the Mm -hmm. thought process, just like real estate, right? Like, oh, I love showing houses. I want to be a real estate agent. Oh my God. How many times have you heard that? A thousand times, right? Now they become a real estate agent. Like, oh shit, it's not like that at all. And that's the same with property management. It's, it's. And that's why I'm saying no, because I happen to know that is a really difficult business. And I know a few people that do it really, really well and make a living doing it. 
but there ain't no time for anything else. And I think they're so exceptional that they're able to be successful in that business that they could actually be even more successful if they were a full-time real estate agent and took some of that skill set into our business. I, I guess I just don't think it's a great business. I think that's probably what I'm realizing. But I also think it's a business you don't know about and you don't understand. I don't. I okay. 100% say that. And uh, so my answer is from the standpoint of if you're trying to be successful in real estate, should you get a side hustle in property management? I just think that's a slippery slope into $20 an hour work. I see what you're saying. So I can me- get behind your thought process on it. Okay. And to be fair, if you're listening to this and you have a property management company, like the there's an agent here in Cincinnati that I'm thinking of, and she does an excellent job and she runs a shit ton of doors. Like she's crushing it. I mean, you've got to do hundreds. She's, she is, and she's killing it. And she's also working her ass off. Or I think there is a case to be made. You are a very specific, you have a niche in something in real estate as a residential real estate agent. As part of your offering, I think it can, in some cases, make sense for part of that niche offering to be to manage those properties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as a blanket statement, should residential real estate agents be property managers? No, y'all can't even fill out a contract. So if we have to get you to deal with assumptions. How's I'm not. I've seen them. You're being mean to my people. People I've seen these contracts. Contract. I know how you I know you can do it. You can Look, do it. I can't even do it. I think there's a lot of rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All just, right. I think that the the person that's running the property management business likely needs to have a team underneath him or her because some of that work is so monotonous and process and you know, $20 an hour at administrative work. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying factually. Hey, they should get a VA. They could get a VA to do it, right? I've also seen how, uh, just how brutal that that job is. I mean, dealing with the, the renters, dealing with the owners, like, oh, I mean, it can not. be, but I think it depends. All right. I feel like we're going to have to agree to disagree and sort of are, kind but, of agree, but not. The reason you agree with me is the evidence that I would turn into the state <laughs> is that you are no longer in the business. You are Although I do manage my own. I just don't like dealing with other people. Right. Good thing you're a real estate agent. That's no evidence for not yeah. having a property management. That's just me being a brat. Evidence that you got out of it. That's the, you had the business, you're no longer in the business. That tells me a lot. <laughs> All right. It, it was amazing you'd be in it still. Maybe. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's episode. What do you guys think? Do you agree with me? Of course, Team Monica. Oh my God. Or do you think there's room for agents to just have willy nilly, whatever business they want? Go ahead. Property management's all good. Team Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should stay tuned for our tiebreaker and see what they have to say. Yeah, I'm curious. And their perspective on yeah. it. Okay, maybe they're property management. I don't know. Okay. Well, 
if you did like this episode, please like it, share it, subscribe, send it to a friend. And if you are an agent and you want to find out how to partner with Monica and I to help you grow your business so you can make a lot more money have the and have the freedom without giving up a single penny or paying us any commission, schedule a call at 513-400-1691. Uh, hey, call us to talk about your business before you open up a property management company too. <laughs> I guarantee we'll help you. We'll help you. All right. Bye, Monica. See ya. All right. Here with me today is our tiebreaker, Bridget Long out of hot Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Bridget. Hey. I'm glad you could join us. So just so people know who you are before we get to the question, you are a real estate broker. You also have a property management company and you do insurance. You're like everything. That is correct. I found that my clients needed all those services. So why not? You know, what? stop shop. Good idea. But we do want to talk about today. Should real estate agents do property management also? Okay. Talk to me. What do you think? What are the pros and cons? What do you think? Let's see. I am real open to people making their own decision as to what which way to go. Now, I can really get into the pros and cons, just, uh, you know, just a quick high level of it. My only thing is you need to be a type of person that's going to be able to do administrative type things, Mm -hmm. make sure your financials in order. Compliance says when you have your license, you are more you are held to a higher standard than a a regular just uh, owner. Your license are on the line. So when you make decisions, you have to make ethical decisions that could impede, you know, your license. So you can't do things that are not ethical because it will come back to haunt you. But it's not even it's more than that. Right. Like, I think that we can all agree that, like, we're ethical people. Right. I don't think that there's anybody that's like, I'm unethical. I mean, exactly. But none of our listeners Exactly. But the only piece is when you have another master that is running the show in terms of the investor, the owner. So they want you to do certain things to appease them. But you also have to follow the law based off of what the housing codes are, because you're held to a different standard because you are licensed agent, real estate agent for that state. And that's the only piece to it that you have to realize that you have to make decisions based off of what your housing codes are done. Well, and I think you're, there's two points that I want to pull out here that I want to make sure that you hear. One is that there's a financial duty to the landlords and the tenant and because of your license and what you're trying to do. And I think a lot of agents, if they want to do property management, they sort of stumble into it and they're thinking, oh, well, and I'm sure I know you're going to get to this, but like, oh, well, this is a guaranteed repeatable income. Well, yeah, but like being a real estate agent, it's not as easy as it sounds. So the first piece you said was the financial, you're a financial fiduciary and if you're an agent that's not keeping your own profit and loss statement and not keeping your own financials, how can you be keeping somebody else's financials? One, oh, Bridget has something to say about that. <laughs> Baby, and that is so true because out of the 16 years that I did property management, I had one audit. 
that came up from the state of Georgia. And I am a records keeper. I don't play, especially when you're dealing with other people's money, but I deal with that in my own money too, because I teach financial education. No, I'm not an accountant, but I just always have been, my mom taught me at an early age how to keep my finances, how to do, you know, your finances. So I just really been good with that. And with that being said, my audit was seamless because I had all of the records other than just doing it the way that they wanted it documented. That's all I had to do. And that was it. Piece of cake and how they rate it at the end. You, your company, your firm will do no harm to the public. That's what they say, because all the records are in order. So you have to, if you're going to do it on your own, you know, in terms of your brokerage, you have to keep records. But if you're out there working under somebody else, you still have to keep those records right. for that particular property and what how many properties you have going on. And you have they want to see all aspects of everything. You have to have a trust account and things like that. So it's a lot. Yes, guaranteed money. But you also have to be able to show where right. that money is going, where it's coming from, it's accounted for and everything like that. So it it is more to it than just you're getting your property management fees. And that's it. In. And everybody's copacetic. Yep. And that's the other yep. thing I want to pull out from what you said. You So if that doesn't deter you from not doing property management as a real estate agent, <laughs> let's talk about the other thing that you said. And that was that even though the owner owns the building or whatever it is, you still have to follow the rules. I can think of some examples, but I want to hear an example from you about how the law and the landlord's desire were at odds. One that sticks out real just blatant is, is I had an issue with a townhome where the sewer would continuously back up in the front. It was one of these newer subdivisions. They put up real fast. The owner bought it sight unseen from out of town. And of course, you know, they, they find ways to go around stuff. Long story short, the sewer will back up and it will come into the front of the uh, townhome, which was near the front door, the foyer, and the half bath. All of that coming into the house. That's disgusting. Yes, it's disgusting, but it's also against the law. You have to address it. You cannot put them in an inhabitable property. Right. uh, You know, and I would say sewage in your house is so makes it uninhabitable. We kept kept putting band-aids on it, plumbers coming out, snaking it out, all this type of stuff. And it kept happening. So Ruining the floor and everything. So eventually I said, listen, we have to handle this. Of course, it was a couple of thousands of dollars. And I had, I'm trying to appease the tenant to calm them down. So a quick cleanup and everything. And then deal with the owner to try to, you know, help have it where it is reasonably where she could, you know, pay for something. But I had to forget about all that Mm -hmm. because now as a licensed real estate agent, I have to put this person in a property that is habitable. It has to have working plumbing. Right. So I told the owner, you have 30 days, which you have 30 days to correct the situation or I have to let her out her lease. Right. We're not charging anything. She has to walk because we can't supply her with habitable housing because right. she doesn't have 
run employment. So I eventually I've had this owner for years and I just had to put it. I love our friendship and, you know, of course, because of years, our business relationship. But I have to do what's right because I will lose my license. Right. Because all this girl has to do is call the real estate commission and let them know. And 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 then she could call code enforcement and then it's so she could do a mess. number of things. Yeah. And so we end up, she fixed it, took out a loan, fixed the situation. But that's how serious it is. You can lose your license dealing with people that right. don't understand that your license are on the line and that you can't provide slum law or housing. People do it every day, but they self-manage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they do it every day. Private owners are set to different standards. We're not because we're supposed to know the law. Oh my God. So that's, that's why I've had several and I've had another one that was a brand new home. It was high 300,000s. They wired the plumbing incorrectly. You had hot water coming in the toilet, hot water coming out of the uh, ice, uh, well, the, um, water uh thing on the front of the refrigerator so it's been some crazy stuff that I <laughs> well and i think that's something that people don't think about right they, they just think, think like oh this is easy and they're like i'm not making enough sales i don't know how to generate leads i'll i'll it'll be easy i'll just be a property manager and you're on call 24 7 because who are they going to call when something is wrong and i'm saying this this is scenarios there is some people that love property management and they, and then you're going to have that. I did it for 16 years. It did what it needed to do for me, but I had different things that I really wanted to focus on and not be on call 24 seven every day. Well, that's <laughs> one thing that I learned when we had our property management company. I now only sell, I self-manage mine, but I don't okay. manage for anybody else anymore because gotcha. you're right. And I think that's your, that's your third point is like you, people only call when they're home. People are only home on Sundays, on holidays, on nights and weekends, the time that you want to be off. Right. And it's like, there's no real balance because then you, depending on how many you have, you also then have tenants that work third shift or first shift or second shift or don't work at all or whatever. Right. So it's like, you're. There's no balance. I'm out of town troubleshooting uh, a leak. Right. And you just have, because you can't not address a leak. It can lead to something else and it's totally, you know. And there's like standards in place, not only by the law, but by the lease. That things have to get addressed within a certain amount of time. Right. Correct. And if you're in a condo association, it's leaking into another unit. You you got two properties you're dealing right. with until you can get to it. So it's it's you know it's a lot to think about whether or not that's something you feel like you could handle because it's yeah. the it's the truth that it actually does happen. And you know, but it's like everything, right? I mean, think about it. Like uh, how many eighty five percent of the realtors get into business and they think, oh, I love looking at houses. I should be a real estate agent. Then they get in the business and within three years, they're out because it's not just looking at pretty houses all day. (laughs) That's not what it is. And the same with property management. Oh, well, it's guaranteed income. I can do that. No, no. there is other things that you have to consider. Now, if people, 
you made some really good points, Bridget. And I am so glad you were on because <laughs> these people are tired of hearing my mouth. Okay. But if people want to talk to you and kind of flesh out some of the concerns that they may have in starting property management or just kind of yeah. reach out to you, um, maybe yeah. about insurance, maybe? Sure, absolutely. I do Medicare plans and life insurance, especially I care about realtor, uh, real estate agents and realtors because of the fact that you lose sight, stuff is going so fast mm -hmm. that you don't take care of your personal. So right. that real estate agents is one of my target markets um, yeah. that I reach out to. What is the best way to get a hold of you? Sure, you can call me directly at 770-895-4580. And also my email address, B-L-O-N-G, B -L -O -N -G, at Destiny Wealth Solutions with a S dot com. So you can always get me there. And my handles for um, social media are at Bridget Long MPA uh, for both uh, Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Thanks for being on, Bridget. I really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. It was a fun discussion. Anytime. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.